Like they can still get through all the things, you know, during the day, get through all the operations, all of that stuff, but they still feel like something is a little off. You're listening to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, and I am your host and wealthy mentor, Dr. Michelle. My mission is to empower conscientious women entrepreneurs to create a life full of abundance, purpose, health, wealth, and joy. In this podcast, you'll learn how to elevate your health, lifestyle, and surroundings so you can tap into your power, show up more confidently, and focus on what really matters, sharing your gifts, better serving your clients, and showing up even more for the people you love. This is today's businesswoman, the wealthy woman. Hey there, Michelle here, and today we're diving into adrenal health. So I'm going to be going over the most important information you need to know when it comes to avoiding burnout, recovery from exhaustion, and keeping your adrenals nourished long term. Now, This is a huge topic to the point where it could actually be turned into a series. So if you end up really loving this episode and you want to learn more, definitely hit me up and let me know. All right, so I I can't talk about the adrenals without talking about stress, right? The adrenals produce our major stress hormone, also called cortisol, okay? So the first important point is that not all stress is bad, right? We need stress, especially if we have an infection, right? Or we've been exposed to something or maybe we got a cut on our hand or something like that, right? We need some stress. Um, there's also this this issue of eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, eustress versus distress. Now, eustress can actually increase overall health and performance and it can actually be a result of pleasurable activities things like sex and exercise but prolonged or repeated stress leads to wear and tear on our body okay so this long-term stress can cause issues with our reproductive health our hormone balance insulin resistance uh, weight gain energy issues focus issues cardiovascular issues autoimmune conditions thyroid issues mood issues and a whole lot more okay so there's this sweet spot right where we have just the right amount of of stress. And we need to be able to snap out of that stress response to allow our body to heal. Now, our body has this beautiful stress response system called the HPA axis or the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. This is the system that connects our primitive brain and fear response mechanisms to our stress hormones, okay? And the system was adapted to equip us for a life-threatening emergency, right? Situations and experiences that would warrant our fight, flight, or freeze response, okay? So if you kind of picture a um, an antelope on the African safari, right? an antelope drinking at a water source and there's a lion nearby, right? The lion starts to go after one of them. They all become really alert. Their stress response system is fully activated and they're running around like crazy. But then the lion, um, you know, will get the eldest, youngest, sickest one or whatever. And then everything will chill out. Like they go 
right back to doing what they were doing at the watering hole. They're not sitting there in perpetual fear being like, oh my God, is the line coming back? Where is he? Did you see where he went? Like, da, da, da. like no, they just chill. They go back to doing exactly what they were doing. Unfortunately, we don't tend to have that response, right? We're on overdrive. We're on this um, acutely stressful uh, plane more often than not, right? So this, this, this chronic psychological stress, what I just kind of uh, described, it's something that so many of us are dealing with and it's really, really damaging, right? And the interesting thing is that it's a relatively new invention, right, when you consider the grand scheme of human history, okay? So if you can think of a pendulum and on the left side you have complete exhaustion and on the right side you have complete overdrive, like pedal to the metal overdrive. So you want to be swinging in the middle, right there in the middle. So you have that capacity and the reserves to respond appropriately to any stressors that you might encounter, right? Unfortunately, most of the high achievers that I work with are in one of two places on that pendulum, right? They're either a little to the left or a little to the right. So the thing is, they tend to still feel okay. Like they can still get through all the things, you know, during the day, get through all the operations, all of that stuff, but they still feel like something is a little off and it's been maybe a little bit hard to pinpoint exactly what that is in their life, okay? So when you're feeling, you know, slightly off to the right, pointing towards more towards that overdrive, um, you can tend to feel tired and wired. You can have kind of poor concentration or focus issues. Uh, Decision-making skills might not be so good. You might reach for stimulants, right, or have a tendency towards addiction, right, self-medicating. You might also experience blood sugar fluctuations, uh, increased appetite, anxiety, and also lower sex drive, okay? But when you're slightly off to the left, Uh, pointing towards exhaustion, you tend to have more hormonal imbalances, sleep issues, uh, sugar cravings, maybe dizziness when you're standing up um, or going from sitting to standing, lots of allergies, things like food and chemical sensitivities, and you can lean more towards depression. So what is the best way to really assess where you are on that curve? Like, yes, those symptoms can give you a good idea, but each person's an individual, right? So I have the motto, test, don't guess, right? So I like to look at the labs and then compare that to how you're feeling. Do those things correlate? If they don't correlate, like something's off, okay? So I like to look at the testing, and what my personal favorite test is is called the Dutch complete test by precision analytical and dutch stands for dried urine test for comprehensive hormones and i really like this test because it not only gives me that 24-hour cortisol that that main stress hormone that i mentioned but it also gives me the complete hormonal cascade which is a great test to look at when you're evaluating complete adrenal function so i get to look at what your estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, DHEA are doing, all of that stuff. So um, we, I, I won't really go 
into sex hormones during this episode, but if it is something that you'd like to learn more about or you want me to expand on, please let me know. Um, But back to testing, I love seeing the 24-hour test because it shows me this beautiful curve that represents your cortisol levels throughout the day, like the actual fluctuation and output, which can be super helpful in identifying potential underlying causes of anything outside of optimal range. Because even when you are looking at the adrenals, that's not necessarily the root cause, right? There's all these other factors that can be contributing to why your adrenals are out of whack, right? Those lab results are a result of the issue, not the issue itself. Okay, I hope that is clear. Um, But anyways, uh, so, you know, for example, what what I can tell from that test, it can tell me a little bit about uh, your blood sugar balance. It can tell, tell me whether or not we need to investigate food sensitivities or whether or not you might have a gut infection. You know, all of these things, um, when they're out of whack at certain periods of the day, can give me a lot of, a lot of clues. So super helpful there. Uh, the main thing to remember, though, is that when you're, you know, working with a practitioner, Definitely be sure that they are not treating the lab results, like I said, but treating you as a whole person, okay? I really want you to take that home. So if your practitioner isn't taking everything into account, and and what I mean by that is the hidden stressors, um, which actually stands for something. Hidden stands for hormones, immune system, digestion, detoxification, energy production or mitochondrial function, and the nervous system, So if you're finding that your practitioner is not addressing all of those things or at least looking at all of those areas, you definitely need to bring that up because it's really only by looking at this whole picture that they'll be able to tailor a truly holistic and individualized plan for you that's going to work, right? One that includes personalized nutrition, rejuvenation, exercise, stress support, target nutrient therapy, all of that stuff, okay? So depending on where you are along that pendulum, lifestyle, nutrition, and optimizing your environment are going to be your main prescription. I literally cannot emphasize this enough, okay? Lifestyle, nutrition, optimizing your environment, these things are so so, so important. You do not want to downplay the power of food, water, your sleep cycle, self-care, mindset, clutter, toxins, and, um, and movement. By the way, for movement, you know, it's really important that you are doing the right movement for wherever you are on that curve because you don't want to put more strain than needed on your adrenals, especially if you're teetering towards exhaustion, okay? But seriously, getting these foundations in place will be life-changing for you. Okay, however... As you're working towards creating this awesome foundation, because it is a process and that is totally okay, there are things that you can do to help support your adrenals. So adaptogens and nervines are some amazing herbs, classifications of herbs that can help regulate our stress response. If you're teetering more towards overdrive, right, to the right side, I'd recommend adaptogens and nervines, but if you're teetering more towards exhaustion, I would just recommend adaptogens and all the lifestyle stuff that I mentioned. So there are 
more and less stimulating adaptogens that you want to be aware of. So you don't just want to go to the store and get some adaptogenic blend, okay? Because you might have an adverse reaction and that's not awesome, okay? Because that's just going to put more stress on your adrenals. So you want to know where you are on that curve. Another reason why it's important to test, okay? That way you can really support and nourish your system in the very best way. So for example, if you're hanging out more towards overdrive, your body would probably do best with more calming and nourishing adaptogens, things like ashwagandha and medicinal mushrooms like reishi. Um, Also more neutral herbs like maca and licorice and maybe slightly stimulating herbs like holy basil, okay? And when you're in overdrive as well, your body also tends to do well with nervines. So that classification of herbs that helps to calm the nervous system. So these herbs are ones like lemon balm, uh, chamomile, lavender, and passionflower. Okay. So on the other hand, if you are, you know, hanging out closer to the exhaustion area, more on the left side, you'd probably do best on the neutral herbs again, like maca and licorice, but you might also do well with slightly stimulating herbs like holy basil, rhodiola, and eleuthero, but, 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 a big but, (laughs) if you're too far into the exhaustion phase, I would avoid herbs that are too stimulating. It's like adding gas to a car and pressing on the accelerator when the engine itself doesn't work, right? No bueno, okay? So in this case, you'd probably want to stick to those calming and nourishing herbs that I mentioned before, things like ashwagandha and medicinal mushrooms, but it's also super important to be focusing on those lifestyle modifications that I mentioned. Those will take you a long way, okay? Now, I get a lot of questions about glandular products, which are animal-derived substances. And to be honest, I don't use them much. Um, I've actually seen that the herbs work serious magic. So I just prefer to stick with plants and lifestyle whenever possible. So in addition to herbs, there are definitely some nutrients that can be beneficial as well. Things like zinc and magnesium, essential fatty acids, GABA, Uh, 5-HTP, and also phosphatidylserine. Um, Those you can take individually or in combination. I will say that some of these, like GABA and 5-HTP, I wouldn't necessarily go out and start self-medicating because there can be cross-reactions with certain medications and other supplements. So just be aware of that, okay? All right, so I am wrapping this up. I hope that was valuable to you. In summary, not all stress is bad stress, okay? Two, we need to step out of that stress response and allow healing to happen, okay? Three, most high-achieving women tend to be on the overdrive or, you know, slipping down to the exhaustion phase if they've been pushing for too long. Four, you need to make sure that all areas of your body and life are being addressed. Don't just treat the labs, okay? Five, lifestyle and nutrition should be your main meds. Seriously, these things are powerful, okay? And lastly, adaptogens, nervines, and nutrients can be great companions on this journey.
All right, so if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you love or leave a review. I would love to hear from you. I'd really like to know what you thought. So hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM, or take a screenshot if you are listening and tag me at wealthywoman.co. Otherwise, tune in next week where I chat with the amazing Stephanie Matos all about mastering your mindset. I will chat with you then. All right, ladies, thank you for listening to another transformational episode. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? (laughs) You know my mission is to help inspire and empower women to share their gifts, better serve their clients, and show up even more for the people they love. So if you enjoyed this episode, leave an awesome review so more women can find us and join us in creating a life of wealth.